Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. This is a highly anticipated episode. I feel like everyone I talk to has been asking me to do this specific episode. Um, And what we're talking about today is breaking down AI and how we can use it in our marketing departments to save time and save money and sort of use it as like an extra hand in our business, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of talk about AI for good or for bad, but there are a lot of really practical applications for marketing that you can utilize AI for that's going to make your life a lot easier. It's going to help you and your team work a little bit faster. So today I'm going to break down Um, four specific ways you can utilize AI in your marketing department. I'm also going to talk about my favorite AI tool. So stay to the end because I'm breaking down what my favorite tool is. I have tested a bunch of them and I'm going to give you my top recommendation and going to give you some tips for how to get the most out of AI. So buckle up, get your notebook out because this is going to be a really juicy episode, really tactical, and one that you can put into play as soon as the episode ends. But before we get started, as always, it would mean so much to me if you could like and share and rate and review, do all the things with this podcast. Anytime you take a small action like writing a review, or sharing an episode with an entrepreneurial friend. It helps me to reach more people, which is my mission with this podcast, to help make marketing for startups a little bit easier um, and really give this tactical advice that I think is really lacking in the space, right? You are a founder. You're not going to go ahead and execute the ads or execute the social. Hopefully you're building a thriving team. And so on this podcast, we look at the leadership aspect of marketing, data, high-level strategy to get you doing the marketing work that you need to do as a founder, right? Let's not get stuck in the minutia. Let's rise up, up up-level ourselves to be the leaders, the CEOs of our business. So with that, let's dig into AI. All righty. So I, when I first tested out chat GBT, I was like all of us completely blown away. And I could see very quickly how it would help me personally in my business, right? So I have two sides to my business. I, I fulfill for clients where I'm working directly as a fractional CMO. That's really like a leadership, right? Role in those organizations. But in my business, Ugly Ventures, you know, I do quite a bit of writing. A lot of, obviously, I produce this podcast and I write a blog that accompanies with it. This is more like a thought leadership, right? 
Um, and so with that, I'm able to actually use ChatGDP to execute on some repeatable tasks that maybe is not such a good use of my time to get stuck on for hours and hours. I'm pretty busy lady, like most of us listening have family and these two sides to my business and volunteering in communities and networking and all of the things, right? So how can we use AI to sort of cut down the time we spend on those tasks where we seem to get stuck is a use case I think is incredibly, incredibly helpful. So for me, that was writing, really content creation and writing. And it wasn't that I wanted to not write anymore. I actually really enjoy writing. But the problem with me is it tends to take a lot of time. So I have quite a bit of experience using the tools personally to sort of get the quality and level of writing that is useful for me. So I'm gonna speak on that, but I am gonna go through these four specific ways we can use AI in our marketing departments to really actually enhance everything that we're doing. So let's go ahead into the, to talk about the first use case. So the first use case here is for segment customization. So I think this is a really interesting use case because if you're speaking to different segments in your business, you have different sides to your business. For example, let's say you are selling products wholesale and also selling direct to customers, right? A lot of product-based businesses that I've worked with have this business model. And so we kind of get into this rut of needing to send different communications to the wholesale and the direct to consumer audiences. And it takes quite a bit of time. Well, with AI, it's really, really easy to just create one set of copy for an email, for example, turn that coffee, uh, coffee, <laughs> put that copy into an AI tool and just ask the AI to customize the bit of text for that different audience. So if I were doing this um, for a client, I would have probably the direct-to-consumer um, communication go first and then I would ask the AI to help, help adapt it for the wholesale um, clients, right? And so this is just like an easy, really practical way that you can, you know, cut some time in half. And while maybe it doesn't take you a load of time to rewrite some communication for different audiences, it certainly is just like an annoying little task that AI can really help with. Now, you could even go deeper into this, right? So let's say, that you are just going all in in one segment, which is what I absolutely um, recommend, especially if you're in the earlier stages of business, you absolutely want to hone in, focus on one segment and gain traction with one segment before branching out into other segments. I think the use case I said earlier was really good because many times product-based businesses, um, they have to kind of launch those both sides of the business at the same time. They're not quite totally different segments, so to speak, um, in the traditional sense, I would say, because selling something whole, no, you know, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It is, it is completely different. 
selling wholesale and selling direct to customers are completely different, but it is sometimes like a necessary evil for for product-based businesses when they first start, because that's how they set up their, their revenue models. But if you're a B2B, your SaaS, membership, tech, anything else that's not, you know, needing that wholesale versus retail um, segmentation uh, categorization, I suggest absolutely one segment at a time. Well, another way that you could utilize AI is to play with um, some A-B testing, right? So you want to be nailing your communication, right? And AI can do that by help generating different versions of text or different versions of headline, different versions of copy for landing page and the such. Um, so you can be doing some really skilled and measured experiments um, to help increase conversion rates on certain marketing materials, right? So AI just makes this so much easier and so much quicker, right? And you could feed AI exactly who you need to talk to. Um, you can tell them that you need to increase conversion rate on a specific landing page with this specific text and give suggestions for how to improve it. There's just so many possibilities. You can really feed that command into a chat GDP or one of these other software interfaces. And that brings me to the next point is as, as specific as you can be, the better. Um, but again, this is just one example on how you could really be iterating and improving on any of these kind of conversion-based pieces that, that you need to do some testing on in order to improve, right? So we're looking at email subject lines. We're looking at um, lead magnet calls to action text. We're looking at pop-up text. We're talking about um, sales page text, all of the stuff. You could be feeding your copy into these softwares, right? And getting suggestions on how to improve it. And you can test them to see how you can um, improve conversion rates overall. So a lot of use cases there on getting that communication right. So the second use case is for content creation. And I think this is where people think about AI first when they come to marketing, because you can just write a command like write a tweet about X, you know, create a blog post about Y, create um, ad copy for Z. And the thing that's really useful about using AI for content creation is the fact that there's no need to sit and painstakingly do these sort of keyword research and breakdown because the SEO is just baked into to everything that, that the AI is doing for you. So if you're asking the AI to write a blog for you about a specific topic, it's, it's seamless how the SEO is baked into there. And also same goes for the social posts right? AI will suggest hashtags to include in social posts. And these, and these things are really useful because these suggested hashtags or 
even the first paragraph of a blog post that you write, it's coming from a place where the, what's being generated is sort of a use case for SEO in a way, and you're just applying that to what the end result is that the AI spits out for you. So it's kind of like baked into the whole process, if that makes sense. And I have to say, for the blogs, the the blogs that I've had on for Ugly Ventures that I've personally worked on, um, where I've asked AI for help, you know, this the the headlines and the first couple paragraphs in terms of SEO has been so spot on. Like these blogs have performed much better than the blogs that I write on my own. Now I am more focused on this podcast and just that's my kind of form of communication rather than spending a ton of time on the blogs. And so I don't really go through the whole keyword research that you actually should be doing when you're writing blogs, if you want them to rank. Um, but it's just not something that I've put a lot of time and energy into traditionally. And so it's just surprising to me to see that the blogs that have had the help being written by AI have just ranking better because again, the SEO is baked into there. There are a few things that I would say. Now, if you can find a software, because now there's so many of them, where you have the ability to really type in a long and detailed command, the results will be better. So I've tested some softwares that have a character limit for the description of what you want and the command that you're giving AI. And you really, really have to be very good, I believe, if you need, if you have a character limit um, of describing exactly what you want in very few words in order to have them produce something that's going to be extremely useful. So with these softwares that have limited characters for the, for the command, for sort of like what you're trying to generate, what you're asking AI to do for you, I've gotten a lot of garbage back and had to do a lot of tweaking. I mean, it's always useful to, no matter what software you're using, because AI really gets you started. I think overall, AI is useful for that opening paragraph, right? That's kind of SEO optimized and then giving you a little bit of an outline to get you started. Um, but a lot of these softwares, they don't sound very natural. You obviously have to add in your own brand voice. You have to add humanity to it, right? So it's not about having AI replace the content creation. It's about having AI help you cut your time and half for the content creation. I find for the blogs and some longer text that does need a lot of TLC. But if you're just producing like tweets or social media, um, copy for social media posts, AI could get you like 85 to 90% of the way there. For blogs, I think it's like about 50%. But it's totally useful and you can see how using the AI is just going to be a game changer for whomever's working in your in your department and in, in the marketing, whoever's assisting you with social, it really, really will help, especially with 
uh, producing that copy, which is great because, and again, this is not a tool for replacing whomever is doing that job. It is an opportunity to give that person a chance to be more creative and more thoughtful in what they're doing. And now I'm gonna get on the soapbox a little bit about social media managers. Social media managers have to produce such a humongous volume of content. It is nearly impossible to keep the quality high when they're producing several pieces of content a day for various social platforms. It just is not sustainable. And so where I think AI is really a godsend is to help alleviate some of the workload from for these social managers where they have like the freedom and the brain space to actually be more thoughtful and creative about tweaking the copy and mindful of the pillars they're hitting on, the values they wanna communicate. Um, because sometimes that gets lost when they're just trying to churn things out um, day in and day out to kind of keep up with the demand. So in this site, in this sense, I think AI is extremely useful and also very worthwhile for you to invest in a very good platform. And I'm going to tell you my recommended platform at the end. So you have to say the end. Um, okay, so moving on from content creation. The third use case is customer service. Now, we've had chatbots around for a really long time, but chatbots are, have always been more of a preloaded Q&A modality, you could say. So in the past, chatbots have been, you know, in order to set up a chatbot, you have to sort of have a question and answer um, document where you're sort of directing people to specific categories of questions that you have like prefabricated answers to. So it's not really intuitive. It's not really, a lot of times it's just extremely frustrating because a chatbot's not really going to give you answers that you need. So frustrating. <laughs> like if you're trying to talk to someone at the bank, right? And they're just like giving you choices that are not relevant to you. But, but chatbots powered by AI, well, that's like a whole other can of worms, right? So you could utilize AI to handle sort of routine customer inquiries, but it could, the, the experience of chatting with the AI is much more, it's in, more intuitive, but it is also much more natural than kind of our traditional chatbots. There is a bit of, of course, guardrails that you have to, you know, you have to put on the, the AI to sort of set, set this up to utilize AI for chat, but it, it's happening. It is, uh, it's available. And so it's something that is a, an interesting thing to consider. And I imagine that over the next year or so, we're just going to see more and more companies popping up that's going to get to going to offer super high quality. AI chatbots for your business as widget, you can just pop into your site. So I would keep my peepers open for, for that kind of coming our way in the upcoming months. So the last and final use case is for marketing performance optimization. So if you're a person that has maybe not the best handle on marketing data, and you're not quite sure 
how to make data-driven decisions, the AI could be really useful for you. Um, you can simply kind of put in some metrics that you're seeing and ask the, the AI tool um, what the next action should be, right? How to produce greater ROI, how to get a lower cost per click. Like you could input any piece of data or metrics and ask what, like ask the AI to help you interpret it. And this is a really useful, um, this is super useful, right? Especially if you don't have like a high level marketing director on your team, um, going through AI to help sort of digest and interpret the data is very helpful. Now, of course you have to know what questions to ask, right? So that's a little bit of work on your part, but if you can kind of get a handle on um, understanding what your key metrics are, right? And what your targets are, right? Like the conversion rates that you're, that you're aiming for your goal conversion rates. Um, the AI could really help you in generating some ideas on how to improve conversion rates or improve lead quantities or lower cost per click, as I said. So it's another really interesting use case. And I think one that I haven't really heard many people talking about, because again, everyone's really caught up on the content creation, but there is so much more that you can do with AI that could be more strategic, like a little bit more mathematical, right? Um, like data interpretation. So these are my four suggestions for use cases in the marketing department. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about what software I've used and what I recommend. So, of course, when ChatGDP first launched, I was all over ChatGDP. Um, and I loved it. I loved the user interface. It was more, and obviously I'm sure everyone listening has experienced it, but the experience of using OpenAI, which is the software tool that chat GDP was christened on. I think it's like debuted on, um, or no, sorry, open AI created chat GDP and through the open AI website, there was this interface that looked like just like a WhatsApp chat. Um, it was just a chat and that's all. And you can put whatever you want in the chat box and the sky was the limit. But when then ChatGDP became over flooded with visitors and it was really hard to get to get in to access it. And that now it's behind a paywall. But in the process of it being difficult to access, I started exploring some other alternatives. So the first alternative that I went to was Jasper. So Jasper, I I really, I really did like Jasper. Um, but I felt like it was a little bit expensive and I wasn't sure how often I was going to use it. So I was still kind of open to exploring other things. So with Jasper, there is a dashboard that you can create, you know, you just kind of like can create a document, but you have to go through, well, spoiler alert, they've changed their interface recently and I'll explain what the upgrades are. But originally Jasper was you know, if you want to generate something, you had to fill out kind of like a form, so to speak, where there was a couple of fields 
And the character limit was quite long, so you could get very specific. Um, and I've played around with not only giving Jasper commands, but what I liked about Jasper is you can say like, write a blog article about um, how to utilize AI for entrepreneurs in the voice of Tony Robbins, for example, right? You can, in the voice of, you know, President Obama, right? And so you had some, uh, some ways in which you can give commands that would produce like stylistic changes or stylistic upgrades to the tech, which I really, really liked. But again, I, I was still open to um, exploring. And then I ended up getting into a beta with a company called Articly. And Articly, of course, allured me from this beta trial sort of in this special pricing, you know, and I was locked in at this special pricing. It was like $9 a month. And I was like, oh, this is great. Cause I didn't know how much I would use it. The problem with Articly is that again, the character limit for that description or what you're asking the AI to do for you. It is so limited. It was like 300 characters and it was very difficult for me to elegantly ask what I wanted from the AI. And so I was getting back like a lot of garbage and a lot of just repetitive paragraphs, just it was basically 25% done. Whereas with Jasper, I was finding it more like 50 or 60% done. So I recently went back to Jasper and to my delight, Jasper has now completely changed their interface where it is exactly as OpenAI had the original ChatGDP um, interface, which was which is just a chat. It's just like a chat box. And there's no character limit as far as I could see on how long your query can be. And I find that the writing with Jasper is just a hundred times more natural. The, the text makes so much more sense. There's much better flow. Um, alternatively with our Articly, Articly um, it was very robotic and very, um, what's the word, formulaic in the way that all of the pieces were written. It didn't have a very good flow. Um, and again, it was like 25% of the way done. Whereas with Jasper, it's really like 75 to 80%, right? It's really a matter of adding your personal opinions, adding your personal kind of zhuzh to the piece, um, your brand voice, things like that. And then it's like signed, sealed and delivered. And again, I mean, if your main meat and potatoes of your marketing strategy is blog writing, I would really think twice about relying too much on AI. I think if that is your king content, right, that is your main enchilada of the marketing that you do, I would spend, I would definitely use AI to sort of help with outlines, but your unique spin, your humanity, your brand voice is really important. I mean, it's really important to that piece of content. But if you're like me and you have other areas that you're more focused on, like Instagram or TikTok or podcast or 
YouTube videos or whatever, and you have to write a blog to accompany the release of those things, then AI will absolutely be indispensable tool for you. So I highly, highly recommend Jasper. Um, and I'm not, I'm not like an affiliate or anything to like that. It's just, I genuinely use them and I think that they're really top notch. And I bet you there's some other really great ones out there. I mean, I encourage you to experiment with what's available because you may find one that you like more than Jasper um, or try articly for yourself. And maybe I just was not putting the inputs in very elegantly. Um, but that's my, that's my take on AI. I think at this stage, it's, it's a very useful tool. It's not going to absolutely replace um, your sales or your marketing or anyone in your CS um, departments, but it is a tool in your toolbox that can help you to be uh, quicker in turning things around and can help you be more strategic um, in terms of, again, data analysis or helping with A-B testing, things like of that nature. So I hope this was helpful to you. If you have any other tips or tricks for AI, please let me know. You can always grab me on LinkedIn. I'm Victoria HR. Shoot me a DM. That's where I spend most of my time. Um, that's the so my social platform of preference. But I love, I mean, I'm constantly trying to hear podcasts and read articles about how others are using AI because I think that it is a space to keep watching and to keep testing. And you can already see the rate at which things are being iterated and improved upon just in the past couple of months. And I can't even imagine what AI will be like one year from now. So I'll probably do a follow-up episode one year from now on how I'm using AI in one year. And maybe it'll be the same or maybe it'll be completely different. Um, so that's this week's episode. I hope it was helpful. And if you can, please leave a comment, rate, review, share all of the things. And until next week, remember, you don't have to go fast. You just have to keep going. See you next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.